0: This is Steffi and welcome back to another episode of the Financial Fox. Some say gamers don't like crypto. Some others states. the future of games is actually on the blockchain. To discuss this, I will be joined by Grant Asley, Executive Director at Wagyu Games, the creators of the Web3 Zombie Survivor blockbuster Undead Blocks. Before we get into the interview, if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, click the subscribe button now and follow us on social media to stay up to date with our news and interviews. Now, let's get into my Great conversation with Grant. Hi, Grant. How are you?
1: Doing very well. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay. That's great. I was really looking forward to this uh, chat with you. So shall we maybe start with a quick introduction of you and your project?
1: Sure. Of course. So my name is Grant Hasley. I'm the executive director of Wagyu Games. We are the makers of Undead Blocks. So Undead Blocks actually just went live last Tuesday on the 28th. We are a zombie survival experience, so you're going to be able to come in, kill zombies, earn some crypto. It's a lot of fun to play. It's on PC and Mac. The, the best way I describe Undead Blocks is a mixture of Call of Duty Zombies crossed with Mario Kart. We offer tournaments. We've given away over $150,000 in beta, uh, just you know, from our partnerships with Immutable X, Active World Club, Pokestarter Gaming. There, there's so many more I couldn't name off. but. Really, what, what we stand for is empowering players, throwing their own assets, come in, play a video game, earn a couple bucks, just hang out with their friends. And uh, if, if you have more than one NFT, you can generate passive income. There's a lot of stuff that you can do within our ecosystem. It's just a lot of fun to play and happy to dive into all of it.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so let's start with... Um... A quite a controversial point that um, has been talked about a lot. So what is about crypto that gamers don't like? And on the other side, what actually crypto and blockchain are adding to games?
1: I think what they don't like is having to pay thousands of dollars for a video game, being sold a trailer or a teaser, being sold a token, watching it go to zero, and never getting a game. I think that's what they hate about it. I think if the, if the top AAA studios adopted this and you were able to own your assets like you are in CSGO or uh, with their their Steam marketplace, I think a lot more gamers would be on board with this. I think that when you sell them, hey, I need you to pay for a $2,000, $3,000 NFT, the game isn't built yet. You know, they're, they struggle enough paying 50, 60 bucks for a AAA game. It's, it's something that people come to gaming as a, an escape and a release from life a lot of the time. And. Well, there are some that love to min-max and try to maximize their opportunities to earn, that's just not for everyone. And so these games have to get much more accessible. They have to become free-to-play. I really like the freemium model where you come in, you let someone play a game that's finished and polished and then upsell them on a cosmetic if they so choose.
0: So if we um, look at this model of play-to-earn, somebody can really live off playing games? I, I think
1: well everyone is at a different cost of living right like I think actually <laughs> that's a good, really point. good in the Philippines if you could make seven eight bucks a day for some parts of the world that's that's a good living if you're trying to make eight dollars a day in the United States you're gonna be on the breadline like it's just from our side we have to look at it and we have to provide, provide fun gameplay first but then offer those earning opportunities I think for a lot of these scholars in emerging market countries like Bolivia, Ecuador, Philippines, Venezuela, yeah, I think you could make a daily living playing these games. But I think from you know the Western side, Europe, United States, it's just going to be very difficult to do. And that's why within Undead Blocks, we start small. We say, look, if you hang out with your friends you get four people in a room start grinding undead blocks you might be able to make enough money to get pizza for the night now in in the united states that's great people can hang out and have fun if you you put four people in a room and they're playing undead blocks and The Philippines, they're going to have an opportunity to really ramp up their income. So I think it just depends on where you are in the world. I think that there are games that can create a sustainable microeconomy. We've done that with Undead Blocks. I think that we're going to be the visionaries in this space of how to create tokenomics models that are fun, challenging, and also compensate players to actually be able to earn for their time.
0: Okay, so let's stick with the game for now, because uh, I would like to ask you, what are the game's logics that make a really good game that people uh, become addicted to it, they want to play? Because that's all the point, is that you need to drive people to play the game, to generate revenue, to build a community, to get the game successful, right? That's exactly right. I
1: don't think these Web3 games have to be the most cinematic in quality. I think there was this narrative that, you have to produce a super high end trailer and something that looks like a traditional AAA game to be able to be successful. I now think that we're starting to make a shift into more mini games where they can be fun and they have that micro economy. It keeps you coming back. Look, I'll just throw a couple titles out there. Look at Super Mario Brothers. Like people still play OG Super Mario Brothers, not because it's you know the highest end quality. They play Pac Man. They play. Uh, mario 64 they don't play these games because they're cinematic it's because they have good gameplay loops you have to provide a game with a good gameplay loop with a good reward system that keeps people coming back and then upselling them on cosmetics that they want to buy to rep their clout you know flex on other people like provide the utility in that aspect i think that A lot of games in Web3, they try to sell the NFTs first and they don't really know what to do with those NFTs. They're just trying to raise money. And that's a big red flag, in my opinion, if you're looking for a different Web3 or crypto project. When we launched our NFT collection, our beta was fully live. So people could try out what weapons they wanted to buy. I think that is a big reason why our our Mint was so successful. I think there are a lot of games that try to put the the cart before the horse, and I really would like to see more fun gameplay loops, less teasers, less trailers, and more stuff that you can try it out before you buy something. It's like if you went to a car dealership and you were told, hey, you got to buy this car before you even test drive it. Like A lot of people would consider that a red flag. People like to try out different models of cars. I think you're going to see that from different uh, NFT collections going forward for sure.
0: Okay, so let's uh, uh, look at uh, undead blocks uh, and talk a little bit about NFTs as well. So tell me a little bit about uh, how have you incorporated NFTs, the utility they have got within the game?
1: So if you buy an undead blocks NFT, you can be able to play in what's called our VIP mode where you can earn gold Z bucks. Now, those gold Z bucks can be swapped for any crypto on our treasury. That's Ethereum, BNB, BUSD, Matic is just a couple. Undead token is another one. That's our governance token. And that is our method of earning. Instead of issuing a new currency and basically watching it go to zero like the other play to earn games did, we're issuing a fully collateralized token that is an off-chain token. That's just collateralized by the crypto in our treasury. I think that's an important distinction. You can also come into our game and, and play for fun. And you can also, it's like free to own meets play to earn because you can grind for fun, earn loot coffins, which have skins. You could also unlock a weapon pack that will unlock the VIP mode for you. So that is, it's really cool to see people just come in, play the game for fun. They can grind. They don't even need to connect a wallet at the beginning. Using Immutable access technology, Basically, we've created these off-chain uh, loop coffins, and then if you want to mint it on the blockchain, you can use, you you can link your IMX wallet, and uh, you'll be able to mint a skin, and then you can sell that on their marketplaces. So it is really cool tech, and it's empowering people to own their stuff, but also paying people you know for playing the game. We also have tournaments as well. We've most tournaments are ten to twenty thousand dollars, and. Our, our most recent tournament got over 7,000 participants. So It was completely free to play. They earned this currency and then they had to link a wallet to withdraw it. And it's just that is where we're, we're, we're bringing on people. People want to talk about mass adoption. How do we get players in the door? Give them a reason to try the game for free, to try the tech for free. They're not just going to sign over their personal info or create a wallet for no incentive. Like We have to incentivize them to use this technology and it's working really well for us.
0: And also you just mentioned about the partnership with Immutable X. So can you explain why have you decided to partner specifically with them where there are many other potential partnerships that you can add?
1: Well, we uh, we talked to a lot of different L2s. If you're new to crypto and blockchain, an L2 is essentially being able to transact gasless where you can if we have NFTs, you can send them to each other. Don't pay a gas fee. You can buy them on a marketplace. No gas fee. That's really the short and, and cut to the point there. Uh, we we talked to a lot of different L2s. The reason why we chose Immutable X is they were really focused on gaming first. Uh, we were offered a grant from all of the top L2 players. Now, the Immutable X grant was basically, hey, we're going to give you guys some IMX tokens. We want people to play your game, try it out. And that's really huge for us as a play-to-earn game to get you know, a source of revenue where we can say, we're going to run Immutable X tournaments through 2024. That gives people the peace of mind to know this game isn't going anywhere. A lot of play-to-earn games show up they're around for one month and they disappear. Our game is going to be around for years because of you know, Immutable X for one of those reasons. Another one of those reasons is working and putting ads in the game. We have to find ways to generate revenue to issue this stable reward. And Immutable X really helps us because they're they're focused on gaming. There's a lot of L2s that are focused on traditional NFT, PFP projects, and we want to grow our gaming community. They have a huge gaming community, and that's why we chose them.
0: Okay, fantastic. Now, thinking about uh, different layers too and uh, the one aspect of interoperability. So one of the things that I'm kind of struggling to understand how actually you can make NFTs interoperable across different games is that possible or is that not possible because each and let's say a weapon in undead blocks it won't be the same weapon in another uh, game that has got another world so how do you think about this that's a great question
1: interoperability is probably one of the most fascinating parts of web3 is what you can do with using one specific blockchain. But basically, if you read as a game developer, if you read that you hold a specific NFT, you can see that NFT on a blockchain. It's actually very easy to integrate. Now your point about, okay, if we're gonna, let's say there's another shooter and we wanna put an undead blocks gun in it. Yeah, every gun is gonna be different. But I think what where it starts is reading the, 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 the wallet to say, okay, if I have this NFT, I get access to these games, and it really becomes more of a conversation about business development. I'll give you a couple examples. Within Undead Blocks, if you hold an Undead Blocks NFT, you get to play My Pet Hooligan, which is a Grand Theft Auto game with bunnies. And you're not getting a gun in My Pet Hooligan, but you're getting a bunny with an Undead Blocks hoodie on it. So in terms of interoperability, I think that's what you're going to see most to start because it depends on what engine you're building on. Are you building on Unreal? Are you building on Unity? Are you building on a different engine? And so it's very hard to physically create assets for individual engines, but you can give your community access to things like, if you use uh, an Undead Blocks asset in the game Altera, you get an Undead Blocks sword. So using the branding, using the media kit, I think that's a good way to start in terms of interoperability. In terms of physically integrating those assets, it's going to be a challenge. I think we will get there. I think it's going to take time. But we can definitely start having you know, a blockchain gaming alliance is what's talked about in amongst these inner circles of these Web3 games is making interoperability in all of them increases the value of the NFTs overall. And I think that's good for
0: Yeah, that's that's a great point with the alliance uh, as we are going towards a standard. So uh, talking about passive income, which is something else that uh, is is possible in your game, how that works?
1: That's a good question. So if you want to play Undead Blocks and you have multiple NFTs, you can rent them out for free. And so when we're talking about passive, it's literally just set and forget it. So you have to find individuals who want to play the game. Now, we only have 3000 NFTs. So I can find 3,000 people around the world that want to play a Call of Duty Zombies cross with Mario Kart game for money. It's, again, something where our scholars can come in, they can earn a couple bucks a day, but for that's a lot of money to some people. And so what our individuals and in our, uh, that have multiple NFTs are able to do is they just uh, rent them out, there's a marketplace and uh, we've partnered with Blue Mint when everything is done gasless, it's, it's super cool tech. You can, let's say you have five gun packs, you can rent them all out and you can find these gaming guilds where they, they find people in these emerging market countries that do have a computer and they want to be able to play video games to make money. For them, it's, it's a much more higher end value proposition. Like IndieGG is our largest guild partner. They have 50,000 scholars in India. India's, you know, uh, up and coming emerging market country. And we're able to really own in on that market. We also have uh, partnerships with gaming guilds in Japan, China, uh, South America, Brazil, Argentina. That's where play to to earn as a job is very popular. There's just not a lot of games to really do it right now. And our, our ecosystem is definitely one of them. And so that's really how the passive opportunities come about. We just have to be very cautious with our messaging. Like we're not making anyone millionaires here. If you want to come in, earn a couple bucks a day, it will stack up over time. You know, this is something where you're getting stable rewards. You don't have to look every day at a price chart to see, okay, my rewards currency is dropping, dropping, dropping. It doesn't change at all. So I think that is a value proposition for people. We're basically capping the upside, but we're giving them more of a floor of, of having something stable that they can really cash flow long-term.
0: What is your secret to grow the community?
1: That's for the secret sauce everyone wants to know. I think, from my perspective, it's being incredibly active. I'm in our Discord every day, answering questions, uh, taking community feedback, doing interviews. You know, being on pods like this. I think it's important for the founder of a project to be very visible. It's like if you go into a restaurant and you know that the founder's there and he's on the line, like helping the cooks or taking cash or cleaning up. Like it really just instills confidence in your organization. I think that that's very important. A lot of people look at Undead Blocks and say, what is the what is the upside? I think our upside is is uncapped. What, what people really like is they can't go to the CEO of Activision and complain about Call of Duty. They can't go to the CEO of Epic Games and complain about Fortnite. They can come to me and say, hey, Grant, I like your game. I want to put this, 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 this in. And then I'll say, hey, I'll hear you. We'll, we'll take the best ideas. We can really crowdsource the best ideas from our community members that have paid money for the game, that want to play the game. I think it really just is that simple. You just have to listen, be very cognizant of what's happening. I think we also have a strategic advantage because a lot of Web3 games shut down with this crypto winter. And so there aren't many left to play and ours is definitely uh, the only zombie game that you can play right now, a zombie FPS game, that's for sure. And I think we've we've really carved out a niche for ourselves and we're, we're attacking a franchise called Duty Zombies that hasn't been very good the last couple of years. Like, it's really hard to get people to stop playing Fortnite. It's hard to get them to stop playing Call of Duty, but this one specific niche of, game especially with how popular the last of us is doing on hbo the walking dead like zombie culture is is not going anywhere and that that really helps us in terms of building up that niche opportunity for our for our community members
0: wow that was such a great interview so just to wrap it up um tell me what's next for undead blocks what you're working on
1: So we just launched the daily earnings. So you can come in every single day, earn for fun. You can earn the green Z-Bucks, grind for some loot coffins. If you have a weapon NFT, you can earn gold Z-Bucks. You can swap for any crypto or in a treasury. After that, we're going to be just more maps, more weapons, and then mobile. We're actually creating a mobile version of Undead Blocks. You're going to be able to play on the subway, from your house, uh, from anywhere in the world, just straight off of your phone. And that's coming at the end of quarter two. So expect that around May and June. And, And that's what's most exciting for us is the... The mobile platform being able to just grind on your phone i think that's where the future of gaming is headed and then just more tournaments more more ways for people to earn giving out more funds generating revenue and using it to pay our player base
0: exciting i'm really looking forward to getting you back on the podcast and discuss more you know the recent developments. so anybody that want to try the game where should they go how they can uh, you know get in touch with you if they want to
1: Uh, Just head over to undeadblocks.com. You can create a Wagyu account. That's our parent company. It's completely free. You just need an email and a password. You can also head over to wagyu.io. Check out how much earnings you have in your account. Look at our our tournament calendar to see when more free-to-play tournaments are heading out. So... Uh, Yeah, undeadblocks.com. Follow us on Twitter, too, and and join our Discord. That's where most of our community members lie, and they just have a blast every day interacting with each other. So definitely head over there, play our game, give us feedback, let us know what you think, let us know what you like, let us know what you don't like, and just excited for the future of building out the zombie franchise with with our team.
0: Grant, thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much for having me.